Welcome to the Change Log episode 0.4.1. I'm Adam Stakoviak. And I'm Wynn Netherling. This is the Change Log. We cover what's fresh and new in the world of open source. If you found us on iTunes, we're also on the web at thechangelog.com. We're also up on GitHub. Head to github.com slash explore. You'll find some training repos, some feature repos from our blog, as well as our audio podcasts. If you're on Twitter, follow Change Log Show, not the Change Log. And I'm Adam Stack. And I'm Penguin, P-E-N-G-W-Y-N-N. Fun episode this week. But first, I guess, happy anniversary. Yeah, man. Happy anniversary, Win. About a year ago, we cranked this thing up. I remember doing episode three for my in-laws at Thanksgiving, uh, talking to Rob Pike over at Google. Rob Pike, Google, go. It's a great wow. episode. If you haven't caught that one, check that one out. Did you have a good holiday? I had an awesome holiday. How about you? Great holiday. It's one of my favorites. You know, to sit back and reflect what you're thankful for this year. I know uh, we're both thankful for the guys over at GitHub. Got a great announcement, but we should uh, mention who we talked to first. Who'd you talk to? Talk to Chris Matthew from Voxeo, Tropo, Teleku, pretty much all things telephony. He's a biz dev guy over there, puts the development back in biz dev, I guess it is. And we talked about Phono, which is a jQuery-enabled, what is it? <laughs> jQuery uh, plugin. It's a allows you to do telephony apps basically from the browser, kind of headless without having to have a server behind it. You know, Tropo uh, is your server. And, you know, you can create all the crank call scripts to your heart's content. So these front-end guys can now take jQuery and easily enable their websites to make phone calls. Can you believe it? You can order pizza right there from your browser. I can't wait to do it. (laughs) What's this big announcement we've got? We are uh, partnering with GitHub. We're going to help them promote the, not as if they need any help really, but uh, the job board um, got approached by Chris Wanstroth to be their exclusive partner in, in uh, promoting their jobs. So we'll be reading GitHub jobs on air. So if you go to github.com forward slash jobs, you'll find some info there. Upon the sign-up process, you'll be able to check a little box that says promote my job on the change log. So we'll read those jobs for 100 bucks, which is pretty inexpensive and uh, a great gift for us, really, because the great GitHub guys have helped us out plenty, and we're grateful for them. You know, this is pretty much a labor of love. So if you uh, want to keep the change log on the air, this is a great way to support it. Absolutely. It's, uh, it helps us keep the lights on. I mean, it's, uh, it's not a huge amount of money, but it's, it's good to keep the lights going and helps us travel and get out to the conferences we want to in the summertime or throughout the year. So this is a really good fit for us, and a, we're really thankful for Chris and the rest of the team at GitHub for giving us the opportunity to do it. It's and awesome. Also thankful for the open source community. And Without your projects, this whole podcast wouldn't be possible. So shout out to everybody that's contributed anything we've covered in the last year and, and keep the open source bits coming. Yeah, special thanks for everybody who sends those uh, emails into Ping. We, ping at thechangelog.com. We really appreciate the heads up on some of those cool projects we hear about. So keep those coming. Keep op- open source going, and we'll all keep doing what we do. Make it do what it do, baby. Fun episode, man. You want to get to it? Let's do it. We're chatting today with Chris Matthew from Rubyology and Voxeo Labs. So, Chris, why don't you introduce yourself and kind of your role over there? Hey, Wynn. Uh, thanks, first of all, for having me on the show. Um, so, I'm the Director of Business uh, Development for Voxeo Labs. And um, I was originally the founder of Teleku, so that's kind of how I came about this way. So Voxeo Labs is part of Voxeo. It's a 10-year-old company, uh, very mature company, 150 engineers, 
uh, offices in Orlando, Beijing, Germany, and folks all over uh, the world. And um, the labs uh, division is where all of the advanced next generation technology has taken place uh, for Voxeo. So uh, Teleku, Tropo, and now Phono are all products of Voxeo Labs, and uh, there's a few more in the pipe that uh, we can't yet announce, but uh, coming soon. Very exciting times in in the life of uh, telephony at the moment. So yeah, we should mention Tropo is a telephony company, has a few products out there. So um, what's the, the state of open source telephony these days? Yeah, so um, we were talking uh, earlier there. There's a lot of uh, open source happening. I mean, Voxeo prides itself on being open sourced. Um, just about everything we touch ends up being open source. So uh, we mentioned Tropo a minute ago. Tropo is our cloud communications platform. It's uh, almost two years old, and it's it's uh, quite extensive in, in its delivery offering. It's... Um, it's a cloud communications platform that lets you build voice, telephone applications, SMS, instant messaging, and Twitter all with a single API, which makes it really powerful from a communications perspective, being able to talk to customers on all four of those channels and interchange channels. So you could talk on the voice, drop a message on SMS, and then send them a tweet You know, all, all in one conversation. Um, so that's that's pretty interesting, and that's open sourced uh, on GitHub. If you go to GitHub.com/tropo, T-R-O-P-O, you'll find all the source code to that. Um, Adhesion we were talking about earlier. That that uh, it's a Ruby uh, library for building telephony applications using Asterisk. Uh, that's open sourced and and being maintained. And Voxeo is the uh, official sponsor of that project now. So that's really cool. We can talk about that. And then Phono SDK, we just released um, a month ago at the jQuery conference, and we're getting a ton of buzz around that. In fact, uh, a week or so ago, it was on uh, Twitter's top tweets. So uh, it, it's it's a telephone that runs in your web browser. It can place and receive phone calls and even do some XMPP-based uh, IM chat uh, uh, technology right just by dropping jQuery, a few lines of jQuery script in your web browser. So that's pretty amazing, and that's also uh, open-sourced on, on GitHub as well, github.com slash phono. Well, that's quite the lineup. Let's start with Adhesion. I remember seeing this, I guess, two or three years ago at Lone Star RubyConf. Uh, Jay was giving a demo of, of Adhesion. So... This is a Ruby, I guess, framework more than just a, a library. It's a Ruby framework. Does it sit on top of Asterisk or related at all? Yeah, so it's, it does sit on top of Asterisk. And uh, Jay Phillips was the original uh, author. And uh, Jason Gecki over the years has gotten uh, more in control uh, of, of contributing and, and steering that, that product. And um, Jay is uh, kind of taking a break. He's focusing full-time uh, at Pivotal Labs uh, on day-to-day stuff. And Jason uh, is the uh, VP of Innovation. <laughs> what a title for Voxeo Labs. <laughs> so he's actually my boss and still uh, uh, contributes to Adhesion. We have uh, a guy by the name of Ben Klang who's actively involved on, on uh, building and, and uh, uh, working through pull requests on, on features being added to Adhesion. And um, what's even 
what I find really cool, um, just to show you just how how techy geeky you know all of these folks are. You know, Jason being a VP uh, at Foxail Labs on a on the flight going to Lone Star RubyConf, he uh, he wrote a, a project uh, that he calls Agitate. And what Agitate does is kind of a play on the asterisk AGI protocol. Um, anything that runs on AGI, which Adhesion does, you can point that seamlessly at Tropo. So for Ruby developers that are building on the Adhesion framework, instead of having to like stand up your own asterisk boxes and and uh, manage you know scalability that way, you could easily just take your existing Adhesion app that you wrote and then redirect it to Tropo and then let us scale it for you, you know, to millions and millions of calls, whatever you need to to accommodate your Ruby app. So Adhesion, I guess, is pretty much the stand-up, run it yourself, and then there's other offerings in the cloud, such as Tropo? Exactly. So Tropo makes it very easy to scale uh, uh, applications because the, the thing about Tropo is it actually sits on Voxeo's network, global voice network, which is... You know, if you look at things like Amazon EC2 and those types of cloud, you know, what we web developers call cloud technology or cloud platforms, they're all optimized for really web traffic, not necessarily for voice. Um, So in the voice world, you know, the whole concept of QoS, uh, quality of service, um, is, is, is very particular when it comes to managing packets. Of voice so that they get synced in the same order that there's very low or, or no jitter you know of, of packets arriving in different um, uh, uh, form uh, formats or, or uh, being assembled in, in in the correct incorrect order um, so voxeo has uh, seven data centers around the globe that are very focused on voice traffic delivering voice traffic and uptime so voxeo's like um, Evolution platform. It's you know 100% uptime guarantee SLA network. While Tropo, we we've discounted the price significantly of of like an inter- what an enterprise customer typically pays for that service. But we don't offer the SLA that goes along with it. But at the same time, we're riding on that same network, which makes it pretty cool to be able to you know elastically scale to whatever number of you know ports or you know volume is required to meet our customers needs so tropo has that uh, luxury if you will of having you know one of the the largest voice networks in the world at our disposal let's take a step back and give a little background here i think the first time that i heard the term telephony was with the uh, telephony api and visual basic way back in the day you could drag the uh, the control to your form and now control your modem to make outbound calls which back uh, in the late 90s seemed like the, the coolest thing. Um, what sorts of of applications can you write with these types of APIs and what types of services can you perform? Wow. Hey, yeah, we've, we've come a long way since, uh, I think, the TAPI. I think that's what they call it. It was like the telephony API. Right, TAPI. The TAPI, yeah. There's TAPI and MAPI, remember? <laughs> messaging <laughs> API, right? Yeah, and then SAPI was their speech API. Right, I forgot about <laughs> that one. <laughs> yeah, we've come a long way, so... um. Really, with uh, Tropo and to some degree Adhesion, um, you know, Adhesion really focuses on on just the voice side of calls. Where you know Tropo, you can do lots of other things like SMS, etc. Um, you know, any of those, any of the applications you call like banking applications, 
where you know you you give it your your account number and it can tell you balance. You can move money from one to another. Um, those are just typical what we just call IVRs, interactive voice response systems. Those are kind of like old school what you can do. Um, you know, even until just recently, uh, a lot of websites still, well, a lot of them still have what they call click to call. Like, you know, if you want to talk to a customer service agent, you're on a website, you can enter your phone number and uh, then what happens is the the voice platform calls your phone number, then it calls the agent, and then it bridges the calls together. That, that's a common click-to-call scenario. But with Phono, with the phone in a browser that we just recently released, uh, you when you hit the button to click-to-call, it's a phone in your browser, so it automatically just is your phone, doesn't have to call you, doesn't have to ask for your number, and it dials the agent you know, with one step. So I... That's an example of advances, you know, that that just happened a month ago, you know, in the telephony uh, industry. And there's all sorts of like um, features or functionality that typically come with telephony. Things like speech recognition that we've been doing for a very long time, where you can uh, define grammars, words to listen for, phrases to listen for, and uh, that allows the customer to to not only talk. You know, just to, with their voice control the application, but you know they could always drop back down to touch tone um, if if they wanted to. And um, things like transcription. So if you're building something where you want, you know, like Google Voice, where you want it transcribed uh, the voicemail and sent to you, we have uh, transcription services. Um, uh, and and you know the the ability to call many, many phone numbers at the at one time or receive many, many phone calls at one time is just it's just a, a world of difference in the cloud cloud world. Because in, in the old days, you know, like a couple of years ago or a year ago, uh, when a company wanted to actually deploy an interactive voice response system, they would have to do all the math to say, okay, the busiest I think I'll ever be is a thousand simultaneous calls. So then they would go off and buy like a thousand ports of of hardware, deploy it. You know, maybe they'd buy two thousand ports because they needed high availability. Deploy it at multiple sites to architect something that could withstand that volume. And then on a typical day, they might only have three hundred calls. So look at that wasted uh, hardware and investment of just a port sitting idle. And in in today's world with Tropo. I mean, it's it's all elastic. So whether you're dealing with one call at a time, or you get tech crunched, or you know, or Oprah mentions your product, you know, you know, now you you can handle you know millions of calls uh, without doing anything differently. We've come a long way since Tappy. <laughs> it seems like the standard today, I guess, is the SIP protocol. SIP, absolutely. So I mean, everything we do with with. Uh, all of Voxeo's products is open standards. So um, that's why we're big on open sourcing. We want to uh, give back to the community, contribute. Um, everything we do uh, supports SIP. And SIP stands for Session Initiation Protocol. And it's basically used interchangeably with Voice over IP. It's, it's the open standard of communicating uh, with Voice over IP. So um, with Tropo, when you create an application, we give you uh, a SIP address that can ring right into your application. We give you uh, as many phone numbers as you want, toll-free or local, or we have phone numbers in 41 countries we can give you at that point of your application. We also give you a Skype address that you can call with Skype for free into your application. 
and an INUM number as well, which is uh, bigger in, in Europe. Um, and the cool thing about SIP is that everything with SIP, it's, it's since it's open, all telephony carriers typically talk SIP, so it's easy to chain one app to another app to another app so that you can create like a best of breed solution. So like if you like this one voicemail system, you could transfer your call from Tropo to a different platform running SIP uh, and vice versa. And what's interesting is uh, with Phono, we're seeing lots of uh, – we first were looking at this. I mean we just wanted to build the, the, the solution to let – developers put phones in their web browser without really thinking or knowing what what they would actually end up building. And while we were kind of thinking it was going to be click-to-call, where a consumer calls a call center, we're seeing interesting use cases where you know Fortune 500 companies now are uh, building Tropo apps. And then what they're doing is when you say you want to talk to an agent, they can actually route that call to another country over SIP. And then ring the call in the agent's web browser using Phono, and they're they're bypassing all the the long distance tolls, you know, for for sending a call to another country. Quite and powerful. With, yeah, and with Phono, I mean, it's in the web browser, so they have like a little screen pop that tells them information about the call, and then the phone being in their browser, it just transfers the call to their headset. I mean, that that is like next generation call center technology, you know, quite a long ways from Tappy. <laughs> so we're talking over Skype right now. I know we're recording locally so we can piece this together, but uh, the the quality is actually better than a phone call. What, what's the quality like on these um, SIP calls? Yeah, so um, Skype, they've got several advantages uh, over a lot of other solutions. Um, what we're talking with now is, is what a lot of people consider wideband so it's able to use more uh, of the uh, frequency range than a typical like analog call. So that's why you're able to get like a high def sounding uh, audio stream. And the other interesting thing about Skype is that it installs locally, and they've got more controls or hooks into the operating system that it's installed on, so they can cancel uh, echo more effectively. The echo cancellation. And uh, they can also oftentimes control the codec that's used for you know wideband versus narrowband on on the, the the voice calls, so that if you're on a DSL versus a cable modem, they can kind of uh, change how they the, the 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 bandwidth, if you will, of that conversation. So there's a lot of advantages to being a locally installed application. There's disadvantages too. I mean, Skype's got it you know uh, in a good position because you know millions of customers already have it installed um when we set out to build phono our goal was to create a a browser-based telephone that could receive and place calls without any without any downloads so the goal was a headless application that with a click of a button it's it's you know 95 percent of its jquery controlled so you can you can uh, listen to events. You can control uh, the telephone, like touch tones, mute, hang up, all the the controls of a telephone with jQuery commands. And the beauty is is that it there's no download. It's immediate, and you're online. Um, the downside to that is you have to work extra hard to control echo 
and uh, latency and all the things that go along with HTTP. <laughs> That's the challenge. So let's talk about that, uh, the Phono plugin under the hood, the jQuery aspect of it. So um, are you dropping a, a Flash movie, I guess, or a Flash vi uh, SWF file? Uh, is that how you're pulling off the audio capture? Yep. So um, we until we until HTML5 supports uh, audio or mic and uh, camera controls, which it will next year. I mean, we have a guy on the W3C board working through that. Google's on the board. Everyone wants to see this happen. So until it happens, the only we we really only had two options. We have Flash and we have Java, like Java Media Framework. Um, so when I talked about 95% of the app being jQuery, the other 5% is the flash control that, uh, that, that you have to give permission to to control the microphone. Um, what happens under the covers is, is we also have uh, um, an RTP stack uh, that, that handles the media inside of flash, and it uses a protocol called Jingle, Instead of SIP, and the reason it uses Jing Google Voice, by the way, uses Jingle also. So it's also an open standard, kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with like XMPP. And um, what Jingle does, it's a lighter weight protocol uh, that, that can transport uh, over HTTP uh, audio. But what we do is, is we, ha we have these uh, Phono gateway servers that sit on the edge of our network that all their, their job is, is translating jingle to sip and sit back to jingle. So what, what happens is when you drop that phono uh, object into your browser and it loads, you actually get a sip looking address. So it, it's sip colon, you know, this big long address, like a typical sip phone, soft phone sip uh, number. In reality, it's a JID, it's a Jabber ID, which is Jingle. So it looks like a SIP address, and when it talks to our gateway servers, that's where the translation happens from Jingle to SIP. So when you load, when you when you when your browser fires up, it dynamically gets a JID that looks like a SIP address. That is a real SIP address. I mean, you can receive phone calls that second from any soft phone in the world in your browser, and it rings. So now that Google has introduced um, Google Talk directly into Gmail, has uh, Voice over IP finally arrived to the to the mainstream? I think so. I, I think it's getting more and more popular. Um, and I know we've seen a lot of excitement around of people what they're doing with Phono and connecting it to Tropo. And um, interesting thing about Google Voice is a, a long time ago we all forgot about this, but I think when they launched Google Voice, there was a um, also a native plugin that we all kind of downloaded and um in their 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 talk their their new like gtalk voice client it it leverages that native uh plugin to also reduce echoes so i mean it it's a pretty good sounding effect but you as a web developer you can't really do anything with it um whereas with phono it's it's entirely skinnable with CSS, and you can control what it looks like, and the source code's up on GitHub, so you can extend it and, and send us pull requests. So hopefully what we've done is we've created a, a platform 
that's totally free, by the way. I mean, if you want to do browser, browser calls and use it in your application, even sell your application, uh, it's 100% free to do so. It's licensed under the Apache 2 license. So, you know, be our guest to, to do whatever you want with it. But, you know, if you're going to extend it, we'd love to get some pull requests to build a community around it. Um, but we what we think that's doing is it's really empowering web developers to to make it easier to get into the telephony space to start building really interesting apps. And I'll give you an example of something. I When we when we launched at jQuery conference, um, we didn't even hardly get to see the rest of the conference. We had people in the audience hacking on it and we had to like kind of regroup and, and we're, we were, uh, all, we were doing support for everyone hacking. And, um, one guy built a really, another interesting use case that we never thought of. Um, so what he did was, uh, he put like this talk button on a web page and the web page had like forms uh like uh like uh yeah like like web forms on it and um he used our speech recognition and text to speech to basically have a dialogue with someone sitting in front of the web browser and um based on their dialogue he was trans uh transcripting uh, what they said in certain instances and pre-popping or filling in forms for them on the screen. And it kind of really got me thinking that this is this is so much bigger than a, a telephone app. It almost blurred the lines in my mind of, of what you would think of a telephony application because what this was is it was a uh, almost like a two-way browser conversation with this intelligent bot, if you will, and it was controlling the browser for you and, and even typing for you in the form. So I was like, wow, that that's pretty interesting uh, paradigm of, of what, you know, a tangent of where this stuff could be going. You know, transcription's a, an exciting technology. Sometimes things get lost in transcription. Have you seen GVWTF, the Google Voice WTF site? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's some funny... Uh, transcription errors on there, you know, and I, I get those occasionally too. I'm a Google voice user. So you get the, uh, it's probably a 80 or 90% accuracy. How does, um, it stack up on, on your end compared to what we get from Google? You know, I, I think that ours is better. Um, and I, I need to say, you know, just, just right up front, those, we didn't write our transcription technology. We partnered with a company that that's been in business doing transcription for probably about 10 years. Um, uh, maybe eight, and um, it's really good, believe it or not. I mean, when it's totally automated, you can also opt in for higher quality transcriptions. But the automated ones, I find to be even much better than Google, which is um, interesting. I think Google should buy them. <laughs> so, you know, I, it's interesting to see where all this technology is going. Because, you know, even Google, kind of kind of wonder what they're up to. Because, um, you know, they had the, the Google 411 service where... They recently canceled that service, like just a couple of weeks ago, and um, a lot of people suspected that that we were actually that they were actually uh, using all of us to test some speech recognition technology that they were putting together, you know, where we were using it as a free service, but really helping them test their their speech recognition. So, who, who knows what they're up to? Unwitting beta testers, as it were, huh? Exactly. So uh, what's the difference, I guess, the main difference between uh, Tropo and, and Twilio? Well, Tropo's, you know, really powerful. Um, when you look at things like um, 
our ability to do instant messaging in Twitter and even SMS under the same API. Twilio's got a different API for SMS versus uh, a voice. Ours is all a single API, which is powerful because you build your application once. And no matter if someone calls that phone number or texts that number, you know, you, it creates the dialogue with the user. So that's really powerful from an application developer perspective. Um, we also do speech recognition. Um, and we, we, we not only just do speech recognition, which they don't, but we do it in nine different languages. Um, and even with our text-to-speech, very elegant-sounding text-to-speech, very robust, it, it too is in nine different languages. And it supports male and female voices that are controllable in all nine languages. Um, you know, we also have phone numbers, you know, like I mentioned, in 41 countries around the world. We've got SMS that, that we can do uh, internationally, which Tw- uh, Twilio doesn't do international SMS. And, um, oh, let's see. I think there's just lots of little subtle differences besides scale. So I, I think that's the biggest one is um, what we see when, when they do outbound like dial campaigns, they typically throttle it at like a, a call a second where we can do, you know, millions of calls at one time. We have um, uh, emergency notification systems that rely on our platform of services. So like um, – if if something ever happens at a school, you know, God forbid, no one would ever want something like that to happen. But when something does, that's a pretty serious situation. And um, some of our customers, I mean, they send out tens, if not hundreds of thousands of simultaneous calls across across Tropo to get that message out in a, in a state of emergency. You know, that's a very real uh, scenario now with things that happened at uh, Virginia Tech, I guess, a couple of years ago. You know, when they... Yep. Now, yep. when there's an emergency, you just there's really only a couple of technologies that you can get the, the word out in that kind of scale, and, and who checks their email every two minutes, you know? Yep. And, you know, I was talking to Bill Schreier, the CTO of Seattle, and, I mean, that was what he was just, just excited about is that Tropos pay as you go, so there's no contracts, there's no monthly or minimum commitments. In fact, if you're a developer, we give you total free access. We even give you phone numbers and don't even charge you for minutes or messages, um, so we've got 200,000 developers in the whole Voxeo development community. So across all of you know, 10 years' worth of Voxeo developers uh, in the community plus Trapo, 200,000 developers. Um, and Bill Schreier at Seattle was thinking, wow, what, what an opportunity to create uh, uh, a citywide or, or – or, um, Washington in general or even national emergency response system on the Tropa platform because you don't pay anything for it in in the good times and in times of disaster it just spins right up you know to whatever you need it to do it, it's a great use case for that type of communication are most of the applications that you're seeing being built are they standalone telephony applications or is telephony just an aspect to an overall web application well, that's a good question. Um, I see a lot of like complementary uh, apps that that complement existing websites where they'll just put a, a voice aspect or an SMS aspect into it. But on the other hand, I do see ground up telephony applications um, where that's all they do. They don't do any any web you know web screens, web pages, uh, etc. While they're written in a, in, in a web language, you know that supports HTTP, 
um, they're, they're, I've seen a lot of them that even Fortune 500 companies are building purely telephony applications. And I, I should point out one more interesting difference uh, uh, with, with Twilio is that we have, you know, we both have a web API, RESTful web API that's really simple. Um, where we also, where we really shine is we have uh, what I consider next generation APIs. It's, it's what we call a scripting API. And like Google App Engine, where you can write uh, uh, applications like in Python or JRuby and, and push them to the Google Cloud where they actually run on Google's uh, platform, you can do the same with, with your telephony applications using our scripting API. So we support five languages. You write in Ruby's one of them, Ruby, Python, PHP, Groovy, and JavaScript. You write an application in any of those five languages. You push it to our cloud, and it's basically on the metal of our of our voice cloud. So there's you know zero latency. You know all the back and forths that typically go with API like AJAX requests. All of that's eliminated, and your script runs in our in our our voice cloud uh, along with with all of our our SIP ports. You know and our our SIP ports are just crazy density i mean you know 20,000 ports on a single server you know multiply that times seven data centers you know i mean it's 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 fascinating what you can do with like a scripting api that's that responsive that you don't have to pay to host it anywhere it's free to host it on on the tropo cloud and it's just there waiting for you know an emergency situation or or your app as you need it you know i hadn't realized how many languages were supported here this is the scripting API environment is incredibly incredibly powerful yet uh, incredibly dangerous. I think. Yeah. <laughs> dangerous in the hands of uh, a twelve-year-old that wants to do prank calls. This is like a, a prank caller's dream. <laughs> exactly, man. Or, or imagine like the the political. You know, we just had the election. You know, and I don't know if you, if you were like me and you got hundreds of calls from political advisors. I mean, this would be a you know Obama's dream. You know, whoever's running for for president of the United States. You know, to be able to, to push that type of volume and, and even automate it is is uh, is totally at the hands of a couple of lines of code. <laughs> Mail you know, merge to, to to Tropo Expert. Yeah, <laughs> basically it. So I know you're a Rubyist. You're in Rubyology. Absolutely, I've been doing Rails for about four years, and um, I, you know, we we joke about you know being Microsoft free for four years. <laughs> I, I love Ruby. I know you do too. Yeah, Ruby is one of my favorites. Uh, I do like me some JavaScript. Uh, you also support on the uh, scripting environment PHP and Python. I know those are extremely popular. Yep, and you know, with Node.js, I think you know JavaScript's you know cool again. You know, jQuery and Node.js. I mean, a lot of people are, are you know building Node libraries, running them on Tropo, and. It, it's it's getting a lot of you know it's coming full circle again, like they say with fashion. <laughs> right, everything's cyclical. <laughs> Hang around long enough, it's going to make another pass. So, what's the difference between the the Tropo scripting environment and the Tropo web API? So, not much. I mean, the API itself uh, is is pretty typical. So, um, it's just how you interact with the the method calls. So. You you don't have all the back and forth uh, JSON that you necessarily everything's more self-contained um, in the scripting. I can tell you one thing: a lot of people maybe don't 
you, you have to kind of put your head around you know the scripting API differently than you would a typical RESTful uh, API. Because um, when everything's – and it's just like Google App Engine. When everything's running on someone else's cloud, kind of in their – on their platform, in their environment, you 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 lose certain things like, you know, being able to write to a local database or, you know, how what a developer might be accustomed to having at, at his disposal, his or her disposal. And you have to look at things a little differently. So like in the scripting environment, if you need to do data IOs – um, if you simply write a web service um, going back to your your application that can look up data for you or write data when you need to write it, you can call you can call web web services from the scripting API externally. So that makes it really powerful. Where you can you know when a phone rings, you can come to your your web service and look up like you know based on the caller ID or or the number they dialed, you know, or what information you want to do about the call, and then proceed with with handling it the way you want to handle it. Um, so it's just a little bit differently. You know, you need to look at how you want to do things, and we're always looking at ways to improve that. So we're kind of playing around with some, with adding like a fetch uh, method to our API that make it you know even easier to uh, get data or push data, but. Um, Extremely powerful. I mean, that's I, I write a lot of telephony apps in Ruby, and probably ninety percent of them now I'm, I'm entirely writing in, in the scripting API. So you're a podcaster. Yeah, here's, that's right. <laughs> here's what uh, here's what I want as a, as a podcaster, and you tell me how how many years I'm going to have to wait on this. So I would like to be able to have all the guests dial in over cheap telephony, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, record multi-channel so that we can duck out audio when someone sneezes or a chair creaks or something like that. Uh, get the same audio quality that I would get if I'm recording locally and not have to install any plugins to get it and not have to hassle um, the uh, the guests with any downloads. Well, you're, you're pretty much there today. So um, like with Tropo, it's probably a five to ten line application that can do all of it, but one. I'm kind of thinking off the top of my head. Um, you you can uh, create a you can create an application that just doesn't answer when you call it. If you use Skype or SIP to call it, you're going to get that wideband, you know, high quality, high def audio sound. Um, you after you answer the call, you drop everyone into a conference. Um, and you also, there's a record, start recording, uh, method that you can record, um, individual calls or the conference itself. Um, and then you can also, after it's done, you can submit the recorded file, which is already an MP3, which you can use for your, your downloading. And then you can submit it also to our transcripting API and asynchronously when it's done, it'll place a callback to the URL you provide with all the, the dialogue of the, of the transcription. Um, so basically with less than 10 lines of code, you could do all of that. The only thing off the top of my head is I think you, the way it's designed now, you typically just get the recording of the whole conference, not the uh, channel by channel. But I, I think you could probably still – I think if you record at the – phone level before you put it in conference, you might be able to, to do that. I, we'd have to play with it. Definitely. Give me something to uh, to hack on when I watch the uh, Saints beat the Cowboys this Thursday. Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm a Saints fan too. Oh, are you? Yeah. Good deal. 
So, so just, you, go ahead. Yeah. So I was just to say, less than ten lines of code. Now you know, web developers can basically build applications like that 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 they see fit, and especially in a development you know, environment, there's it's totally free. I'd say ha- hack at it, hack on. I'll definitely have to do that. So this is the part of the uh, show where we kind of turn it upside down and and talk to the guest about what's got them excited about open source. So. In the world of telephony or really anything out there, what's got you excited in, in open source that you just can't wait to bang on? Well, you know, I, I've been um, eating my own dog food. So uh, we, we um, I've been looking for like consumer apps, like examples that, uh, that you know, can use Phono uh, in, in, uh, in what we deliver. And uh, so I, I, in a couple of days, I built what's called Facebook Telephone. And we call it that because we unbelievably, luckily, I guess, were able to get the application name from Facebook Telephone. So it, it's literally apps.facebook.com slash telephone. And it's it's uh, a browser-browser or browser-to-telephone number uh, application where you can call your friends on Facebook using Phono. And that's all open sourced. It's you know kind of an example app. It's up on GitHub.com slash Phono slash Facebook Telephone. And um, what's funny about that is um, I I just submitted it to Facebook and they approved it the next day for their uh, their their gallery. And um, they it, it already has over a couple of thousand registered users. And we we haven't we we never. Did any promotion about it? It's very similar to another project I know you have called Telephone that, <laughs> yeah. that does this with Twitter. So, what's your your feedback? I guess in doing the Facebook APIs and the Twitter APIs. Well, you know, I've been doing Twitter APIs for a long time. I mean, with with like uh, Michael uh, Blyce, um, you know, OAuth from Intridia, uh, right? Yeah, he. I mean, he makes things just so simple to do with Twitter. Um, I've, I've been playing a lot with with Twitter apps. Um, Telephone I wrote like in in about a day, and um, yeah, it's, I mean it just does no auth. It, it lets you do browser browser calls with your friends on Twitter, and if you enter your phone number in there when you set up your account, if you don't answer on your browser, it does elevate and place a call to your mobile device for free or your home phone or whatever you have. And Facebook, you know, that was my first time really playing with the the open graph uh, API so man much much uh, better improvement over what they used to have um, so that one took two days to build just to kind of get my head around uh, the way they did OAuth 2 which was a little different and kind of quirky even <laughs> and how they how they respond and um, uh, open source telephone up on github also so I mean I, I really enjoyed that the Facebook one because it was a little bit more of a challenge and the interesting factor, I think, is the viral factor. Facebook seems to be more viral in the way it spreads than the than what we've seen with Telephone. Yeah, and maybe there's a more natural fit there in Facebook, where people are are connecting and, and messaging more than than Twitter. Where it seems to be more of a broadcast medium. I know that's how I use each of those. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, thanks, Chris, for joining us. Definitely putting the development and business development. <laughs> Cool. Well, you know, when I, I really appreciate it. I love what you guys are doing on the change log and I'm, I'm honored to be on your show. So thank you so much. And 
you know, thanks for helping us get the word out about our products. And, you know, we love the Ruby community. We love really all the development communities. I think that speaks for all the, the various languages we support on scripting as well as the web APIs of, of our solutions and the open source we contribute on GitHub. So um, we'd love to hear what, what uh, people are working on, especially if it involves anything telephony-related, uh, you know, especially a Tropo or Phono uh, application or telecu for that matter. Um, so thank you very much, Wynn. We really appreciate uh, your help in getting our word out. Definitely. We'll be sure and put all this in the show notes. Cool. Thank you.